Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome. It is Wednesday here in Las Vegas at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. My goodness gracious, we want to welcome each and every one of you tuning in to yet another episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere. I'm Aaron. That's Scott. That's Matt. That's Johnny. And we are known as the Four Thoughtsmen. Yes, I said it, ladies and gentlemen. The Four Thoughtsmen. Yes, I did say it. Listen, I'm a professional. Do not try this at home, okay? You Guys, should, how are we doing this week? You should trademark that. I should. Yes, hashtag it. Four <laughs> Thoughtsmen. It's going to be our hashtag. Guys, how are we doing this week? I want to nickel anytime somebody other than us says it. Get right in that mic. I don't think anybody can hear there, Johnny. Ah. There you are, buddy. You want to nickel every time everybody says that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think Sorry. that and anytime anybody uses the hashtag would be funny as all get out. I, don't, I, I honestly don't think anybody would ever have a problem hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, what's going on? Oh, man. It's kind of a slow news week in the wrestling world. Is it really? I mean, we, we have some stories. Don't get me wrong. Okay. We have some stories. Yes, we do. You know, nothing nothing near as uh, incendiary or mind-blowing as the last couple weeks, though. Why is that? Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, well, where, do you want to start us off? Uh, where, do, where do you want to start off? Well, start I'll off? tell you what. First, before we start off anything officially, I think what we should do, and, and many people out there may not know that Scott is a first responder. Not only is he the proprietor of our home here. Hi, guys. You guys can come in. You guys can come in. We got people walking by here. We are live from Power Play Sports in the <laughs> Boulevard Mall. Scott Hosey, the owner right behind me, is uh, is kind enough and probably foolish enough to let us do our show from here. But uh, <laughs> that's Scott. why we like him. Thank, thank you, Scott. Scott. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> um, so we are, But before we get serious and start talking about wrestling news, we, I think we really should uh, get a little... Uh, a little melancholy today is the 19 was it 19 years ago from september 11th the actual 18 18 18 years right 2001 yeah my math I'm, I'm teaching new math now and we can't add so anyway so yeah 18 years um listen the obvious question that i want to ask you guys and scott will start with you since you're right over my shoulder where were you when the morning news broke that prior to 6 a.m. here in Vegas time when they started showing the feeds of what the heck was going on. I was uh, getting ready to respond to work and turned on the TV. And unfortunately, I then immediately called my mom at that time, and she picked up the phone and said, you didn't forget my birthday. Oh, yeah, geez. so she was born today. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy but birthday. Uh, I, I really think that uh, we should give a thumbs up and uh, a loving response to all the first responders and families and those who we lost because we seem to forget that thousands of mothers fathers parents children all died unnecessarily mm -hmm. at that yeah. day and unfortunately sometimes i think we forget you know here in the u.s what we have and uh, the freedoms and the benefits we have and i really think we should you know just take a moment and say Thank you to everyone out there. Even if you're not a first responder, somebody who has, you know, dedicated their time to rebuilding New York Absolutely. or the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And and even the people, unfortunately, that lost their lives in the uh, field in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well they said. What about you, Aaron? Where were you? Where was I? It was about 10 to 6 a.m. My I was getting my daughters ready for, for school. And my wife, who's an educator, she was in the classroom at the time. She was just stepping out of the shower. And I turned on the local news channel, which I rarely do, because I usually just go right to sports. You know, I don't, you know, the bylines and everything. Yeah. And, I, and I was standing there watching the first tower get hit. And I was just like, I could not believe what I saw. I was just like, really? I'm like rubbing my eyes like it was a dream, you know, like yeah. you just can't believe. And pr just as the second one was about to hit, I yelled upstairs to my wife. I said, you better get out of the shower. You're not going to believe what I just saw on TV. And she came out. It was like the world stopped. The world oh, yeah. stopped. My wife had a had a meeting off site, and when the event happened, they stopped the meeting immediately and sent everybody back to the classrooms, uh, to the schools, to be there in support for those at school to try to f explain just what the heck happened. Mm. So her whole day went from educator to support, from a from a, a standpoint of trying to just help the kids understand what was going on never in history did anything like that happen on american soil no it was no. the first time True. yeah yeah throw three thousand right three thousand lives in general roughly i mean the only thing that so. could compare to that before then was pearl harbor right probably that's a great point that's yeah, a great that's point and that wasn't on now. the mainland but yes i mean pearl harbor i agree there i agree with that matt how about you i was getting ready for school and happened to turn on the news and saw what was going on 
as I was like getting ready, I saw the second plane go into the second second plane go in the second tower. And once I got to school, every class was just watching the news. And around noon, word got out that our teacher, Miss Edwards, was in the plane that hit the Pentagon. Oh. So our school was like devastated. And what school did you belief. go to? Palo Verde. That's right. That's right. I was okay. They gotcha. still honor her every year, which is awesome. They did that today again. Yeah. That was rough. She was such a nice teacher. She was my German teacher the year before. And, like, once you had her class, no matter, like, what you did, you'd always still go visit her. She was, like, the coolest person. Just in peace. You know, 9-11 actually was a very a little extra traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was I had just gotten off a stint in the Air Force. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time, uh, with my uncle. And I remember my uncle had woken me up and he's like, Johnny, you're not, you gotta just stay calm. They blew up the Pentagon. And of course I'm freaking out because my dad, my father's a 30 year army vet and he was working at, at the Pentagon at the time. Oh, wow. And, you know, we didn't hear from dad for majority of the day. And I remember I watched the news up until I had to go into work. I went into work. I, I was working in a car lot at the time and nobody came to buy cars that day Mm -hmm. we were all huddled around the tv at work and you know eventually like it found no still still no word from my dad for any of my family for majority of the day finally we heard from him around six o'clock in the evening saying hey i've been here on site recovering um my dad's office was actually destroyed like Mm. it was in the it was in the army section of the pentagon the only reason my dad wasn't there when the plane hit is because he was at Fort Lee, Virginia, and an old friend of him, his from the Sergeant's Major Academy, invited him out for breakfast. So, you Thank know, God for that. Yeah, like, you know, just angels on somebody's shoulders right there. And, you know, like I said, you know, my father was okay. He was there on site at the Pentagon helping, helping folks out. And uh, it was just a crazy day for me. And then, you know, within the year I had reenlisted in the United States Army and, you know, the rest was history. I did two, you know, I did my tours in Iraq and, you know, I did what I had to do for, for this country. And we thank you for that. We thank you and all the military, past, present, EMTs, first responders. Um, Somebody today on my Facebook feed, they found a file of some of those uh, pictures, you know, people covered in the dust and the, Mm -hmm. this fire coming out. And, you know, I was looking through them and it brought back the chills again from that day. Like I was reliving it again. Those, those images, uh, for many of us, uh, were, are burned in our memories forever. And uh, it's now part of history that kids today who are obviously under the age of 18 are learning about. Because once that happened, our life as normal, whatever that word is, drastically changed. It redefined the word normal for us once we started getting our feet back under us as a nation, as a city in New York. Uh, ironically, the Mets and Yankees were playing that night, New York teams playing that night, yeah. uh, or a couple of nights later when they suspended all baseball for a day or two. Um, it was chilling to see those pictures again. Yeah. You I, know? I mean, heck, even even relating to wrestling, I still remember seeing that first smack oh, yes. after, after 9-11. Like, the WWE were the first ones to take that step and do an assembled live event. Right on. And I just remembered watching that and just the, the amount of just – like even as a wrestling fan just seeing you know everybody up there on that ramp you know big tough men in tears you know that was that was that's a great point that they were one of the first organizations after mm-hmm. the event because football was suspended Football's obviously baseball yeah. was for a couple of days mm-hmm. uh crazy crazy situation so i so i ask those that are in the chat room or on a watch party right now why don't you drop into the chat box where where you were share your memory or your thoughts of september 11th we'd love to share them Paul Eubanks is out there. Long time no here, Paul. He's uh, uh, a big wrestling guy from the Midwest. I've interviewed him in the past. Actually, he was a former uh, wrestler in the ring. Uh, So, Paul, nice to see you out there, buddy. I'm glad you're doing good things. And uh, everybody that's out there, I see Rita Tifford's out there all the way from New Jersey. Family friend of mine. we got some Vegas people in there, so people are joining in. So please reshare this feed uh, to your wall so your friends can see us as well. And like our Facebook page under the same name, Thoughts Count Anywhere. And, uh, yeah, just drop in your comments. We'd love to see what your thoughts are. And, uh, oh, Kim, Kim Fishburne's out there saying hi to everybody. So we thank you. So we're, t- we're getting them, guys. We're getting them. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's uh, leave those thoughts for September 11th. Let's talk about uh, 
the, the more current events right. in the world of professional wrestling. So what do we have first up there? Matt, you got the thing. You got the uh, sheet in front of you. How about the King of the Ring? Uh, King of the Ring. Okay. Kill a pay-per-view. It's it's not even the pay-per-view anymore. That's what's killing me. It's, uh, so the latest news is that the King of the Ring finals has been bumped to Raw instead of the pay-per-view this weekend. Yet we still got Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns, of a feud in which I could not be even further less invested in. <laughs> like, uh, Clash of Champions is a pay-per-view for the champions. I mm-hmm. get it. You can't have everybody on the card. But would it kill them to let Roman have a, have a pay-per-view off and actually put a match that means something in there? This seemed very rushed, didn't it? Well, the King of the Rings seem, didn't seem rushed exactly. It seemed pretty pretty well. No, but Rowan's and, and uh, Eric Rowan just, and, and Reigns. And... I'm not invested in that feud at all. Yeah. Yet, you know, I mean, when you think of the King of the Ring finals, they've all, to my knowledge, they've always done that at a pay-per-view. I believe you're right. And I didn't even realize they took it off the pay-per-view. Yeah, you know? they announced it, like, literally as an afterthought on SmackDown yesterday. Wow. The announcers have been building it up so high that mm-hmm. all the Hall of Famers have won this. It's basically like a championship so it should be on clash of champions so it kind of just buried the whole thing yeah. right off the bat especially with what's at stake for winning clash of uh, for winning the uh, the uh, uh, finals yeah. right you have a ch- title shot coming up well, right? not necessarily you're just elevated right well you're elevated they, but they never specifically said you get a title shot right but, but a lot of king of the ring winners have gone on mm-hmm. to win big gold well Absolutely. it's just like the hall of fame you have your Named true Hall of Famers, and then they throw somebody in there that everybody goes, "What? Coco Beware? Coco Beware? You know what? I love Coco Beware. <laughs> Great gimmick, but Hall of Famer, you don't you think do that? You do not besmirch the name of the Birdman in my presence. Okay? My goodness. Do you know his? Do you know his actual last name is Ware? I was like, I just, that's really cool. But realistically, you have Harley Race. Yeah. You have Stone Cold. You have uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. There's some big names. Absolutely. And then you come up with Byron Corbin. Baron Corbin. The Baron. Uh, for some reason. The Constable Baron Corbin. It's, yeah, right. And GM. Right? We all hail King Corbin. I, King Corbin. I just that was sh- my pick. I just want to share that. What was your pick? <laughs> Kim, Kim, who's watching, shared her 9-11 the day that it happened. Her oldest son was seven months old on 9-11. She's a single mom, and she was totally alone, and she was totally terrified with what was going on yeah, that day. It was a terrifying day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think all of us were a little terrified. You're not alone. Yeah, uh, uh, great. Uh, absolutely said. Going back, you know, for some reason, Vince McMahon has a love affair with Baron Corbin. You know. Oh, we have someone here in the studio that was actually at the Pentagon the day of September 11th. Wow. Here in the wow. studio, in the store, Power Play Sports. I'm yeah. all over the place. I'm in so many studios. Every place is a studio. My <laughs> home is a studio. It's 12 studios. I don't know. Everywhere. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, but Vince McMahon has his love affair with Baron Corbin. You know why? Because here's the thing. Baron Corbin, is he, he fills a role. I mean, I really like the way they're using Baron Corbin. He's that guy you love to hate. But he doesn't put butts in seats. But... But I would pay a good money. heel puts butts in seats. I think with the right with the right management he could. I think the king of the ring could be just impact. Great. That's where he needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about impact later. Nobody <laughs> deserves that. Wait, wait, wait. We can make a trade, and I'm sure somebody here in the studio would agree. Release somebody. And we'll give him Corbin. You know, uh, okay. If, if I second that. If you're, right, if you're you referring win. to Killer Cross, I would take that trade. Free Killer Cross. Free Killer Cross. We're going to start a chant here in the store. <laughs> Hashtag Free Killer Cross. <laughs> I, I, it's, what they're doing is, is obviously uncool. I know he's got a contract, and supposedly because he didn't blade at that last event, their whole, you know, whatever. But it's such a miscarriage of justice what they're doing to Kevin. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Hopefully, he'll have his time. He'll yeah. have his opportunity. And yeah. hopefully, at some point when all that happens, we'll actually hear it straight from the horse's mouth somewhere down yeah, the line, you know, hopefully. It sounds like the guy so, just needs a platform, and uh, we're a platform. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what other things from, from the show kind of stood out this, this past weekend of, of Raw and uh, SmackDown? What stood out to you guys? Um, he may not win a lot, but Andrade is one of the best workers on SmackDown. That match he had with The Miz made Miz look like a superstar. Okay. That yeah, he's really he is good. good. You know, I, like seriously, I am so high on Andrade the, the, these days. Like, there's nothing. I, I want to see that guy do great things. I loved his run as NXT champion. 
Um, I've pretty much been a fan of his since he came to the company, even when he was dissatisfied and was just kind of phoning it in. But when they put that NXT championship on, on him, he really took it up a notch and became a five-star match machine. He's carrying, he's very quietly carrying that onto the main roster. He doesn't, you know, he, he's not really putting himself out there a lot, but if you watch his matches, he one of the, he's one of the literally the most enjoyable people to watch in WWE. Well, if you talk about carrying a brand right now, I would say the women, the four horse women, had a great match, in yes. my opinion. And needless to say, they're carrying the organization. Yeah, and, and uh, they're going to mm-hmm. basically face off against each other in two separate, obviously, singles matches, right, this Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So all four will be in uh, uh, will be in action this weekend. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia's checked in, by the way. My daughter Stacy's actually watching us back here. She's obviously very bored right now, three oh. hours ahead, <laughs> because she's watching her, her dad and her, his friends on the podcast 10 right 15 now. at night? Yeah, well, she works for Old Dominion University, so you know I can't I can't keep my thumb on her forever. So, so, so Aaron, do you think uh, with the current landscape of where the four horse women are at, mm-hmm. do you think that uh, this could be a potential Charlotte face turn with the way they're booking her? You know, the the thing with Charlotte, I think we'd all agree she is probably better as a heel. She's way better as a heel, and oh, I think yeah. we've seen that in the past. But would they flip her because of Sasha coming in now as a heel and the potential throw of Bailey becoming a Heel. Well, they're really respect. they're really trying to straddle the line with Bailey. They're, they're, right. She hasn't gone full heel yet, but she's doing heel things. Right. And she's hanging out with a heel. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't think. I. I don't think they're going to turn Charlotte in this match. I. I. In. In this card, I. I just don't see it coming this you, weekend. You don't see a full-on double turn. No. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Mm-mm. Has anybody seen? And I have. The uh, c- commercials for SmackDown on Raw. Yes. Or on Fox. Excuse uh, me. I believe I have, yeah. And unfortunately, I don't see anything around Becky's waist. Well, they usually don't. Dun, dun, I, mean, dun. I don't. I don't. I, mean, <laughs> I think those are just generic cuts. Yeah, they don't. They don't pre-tape SmackDown or Raw, so or very rarely do they pre-tape them anymore. So I, I don't think that really speaks to speaks to much. I don't think they. I don't think anybody had the belt on. In but if you look at some of the faces in that commercial, supposedly some of them are um, spoilers, because now they're going to be doing a potential draft you know roster mm-hmm. thing again and but this time they're supposedly going to keep those roster spots no wild card stuff once you're yeah. named to a roster you're there yeah so say that the, every year yeah but this time they have fox it, you know kind of dictating maybe just a little bit about what they're doing and now we have a third uh, brand right nxt it looks like it's gonna be and 205 live seems to be actually yeah triple h actually fa- officially yeah. confirmed that 205 live is being folded into nxt um, nxt um, the Cruiserweight Championship is going to be f- pr- pretty much exclusive to the NXT brand. Right. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't yeah. even hear that yet. Yeah, it just actually, that just what? broke We today. scooped Matt? That I broke can't believe today. we scooped Matt. We scooped Matt, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what, though? It's, it's kind of interesting because um, you see that happening. The landscape of wrestling is changing. Mm-hmm. I don't think 205 Live really had a good long-term plan. But what's interesting and, and after Kevin Owens was fired last night, he put out a tweet out there last night that was very cryptic in that he put three numbers. I don't know if you guys saw the, the, yeah. his message. He put three numbers in his, mess, in his tweet that actually correlated to three letters, NXT. So it would be interesting to see who from Raw and SmackDown is going to get moved to NXT because of now television. And it being its own brand. Uh, honestly, I, I think it's a great move. I think Kevin Owens, I mean, he... He was a great NXT champion, and I, I, I have no problem with some of the uh, lesser-used main roster talent filtering over to, uh, to NXT. I've heard Cesaro's name be part of that. Cesaro would be a great, I'd, right? great addition as well. And EC, bring EC3 back. Free EC3. <laughs> EC free. <laughs> EC free. I like that. I like that. Uh, what other things stood out on Raw and SmackDown? How about uh, Seth and Becky? It's not on SmackDown, but they both were on the cover of, was it? Uh, Muscle Men- and Fitness. Muscle and Fitness has passed mm-hmm. uh, issue. That's, is that the first time that a pair has been on from WWE? I'm thinking if Triple H and Stephanie were ever on um, together. Were they on, on a cover? No, Triple H has been on like five or six. Yeah, Triple H right. been on and Vince happened. even. Vince has been on it. Yeah. But I'm wondering if, 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 tri- if Stephanie yeah. and, and Trip ever was on a cover. Brock and Sable ever on there? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember. If anybody knows, drop it in there. We'd love yeah. to know just to confirm our suspicions. I mean, do I look like a guy who reads Muscle and Fitness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, you do curls with it, don't you? Right? You do little curls you with it. You look for the so. coupons in the back, don't you? Yeah, that's right. He just Close buys for it for the... Beer. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Labels the, levels the table out for him. <laughs> All right. 
So, all right, so while we're talking about this, why don't we go into some of the matches for Sunday anyway? We're kind of alluding to Sunday. You guys want to talk about some of the matches for Sunday? Yeah. All right, Clash of Champions. Do uh, you have it on bigger, Scott? Well, let's uh, talk about the, the main event, in my opinion, or the double main event. You have the tag champs defending the belt and then facing off against each other. Not happy about it. Please, exp- please explain. Let, let's go digger, dig well, deep into that. Well, for the last two weeks, I've been saying how upset and pointless it was to take off to take the belts off of Gallows and Anderson. And true to form, that storyline has really gone nowhere. It hasn't helped Braun. It hasn't helped Seth. It hasn't helped either of them. They could have just had their title match without having the tag belts. Now they're pulling double duty and they're taking a payday away from a, a deserving tag team. Now you got guys like Gallows and Anderson or the Viking Raiders or even the Street Profits sitting at home doing nothing. Instead, we got this ham-fisted, thrown-together tag team of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, which had no build-up, no history. If I were Gallows and Anderson and I were the Viking Raiders and I were an established tag team, I'd be pretty pissed off. It is an interesting storyline. It's it's that's just it. It's not an interesting. Well, it's not facetiously. An, yeah, you know, it's it's not an interesting storyline at all. They could have kept the belts on Gallows and Anderson and built something around them. I'd love to see that. Was that have Gallows and Anderson still have the belts? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't like that Strowman and Rollins are tag champs because all it's it's led to nothing. It's led to absolutely nothing. No almost guarantee they're going to lose. The tag belts just to wrap up the main event a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else is going on? What's the next match you want to talk about? Oh, so do we want to give a prediction on that? We want to give predictions as we go through these? Mm. Who's it? So you, we both, I think we all agree that Anderson and Gallows will probably re- recapture the tag titles? Eventually, but they're not even in it. So Ziggler and Rude again. Oh, Ziggler and Rude. That's yeah. right. They had that. Okay. Uh, so do you think those guys, will it come off of Strowman and Rollins because they're going to go at it for the universal title? Yeah, I think they're going to lose the tag belts. You know, I'm going to say they're going to keep them because it might just add a little bit. I agree with Johnny. I think they're going to keep it and play off that storyline a little bit more. Get some get some mileage out of it. That's something that WWE has not done. But Paul Heyman, who is running WWE, has been known for extending storylines. Yeah. And I, and I kind of like that because one of my biggest criticisms about WWE in the last five years or so is that a lot of the storylines seem very rushed and they don't take the time to develop anything. It's just... Hey, you don't like this guy. This guy doesn't like you. You're in a feud. Why the main we... event at the end of eight, the eight o'clock hour, they're in a cage match. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> like, whereas, Just like, so happen to have the cage hanging from, whereas, from like, above. I, I grew up like you know in the you know the new new era and then the Attitude Era and all that and like I remember like God they built to Stone Cold versus Bret Hart for almost two years before it actually happened and then when it was happening it happened like it was a long feud. Mm-hmm. It was a feud that built and we wanted to see it happen. Now it's like. Oh, these guys just don't like each other for like two months, and then oh, let's have one of them do a turn, and now they're friends. Now they're a tag team. It's like, and you know, literally, allegiance. People will go through like five heel face turns or allegiance turns mm-hmm. in the span of like two years. Yeah. Well, well they, the big show is notorious for that. <laughs> they have forgotten how to to write storylines, in my opinion. They don't have the wrestlers writing; they have Hollywood scriptwriters doing it. And bringing Paul back into the mix, I think, will help them. The storylines used to, and you know, we have a guest over, you know, sitting behind the counter there, Chief, who's a longtime wrestling fan. Feuds used to last months, years, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dusty and Flair, um, Steamboat and Flair. Yeah, I mean, Sting and Flair. I mean, mm-hmm. Flair seemed to, you know, get a lot of run there. But you know, Nick Bockwinkle versus Vern Gagne went on for a century. Yeah. I wish we had live access to a to a Twitter feed right now because, like they say on one of the sports shows, let's put this on a poll. Let's put this on a poll on Twitter. Let's see what people think. What's put the you know, belt on a poll? Put know, the, well, that's, that's a match. I'm not talking about a match. That's some Vince Russo crap right there. So, I, w- I would love to know our listeners if they would put in the chat room what their favorite feud of all time has been for our, for our wrestling fans out there and those who are even on the peripheral. Who aren't hardcore fans, but they know enough about wrestling. I would love mm-hmm. to know what our fans think were some of the best feuds between wrestlers over the years have been and what they'd like. So please drop that into the uh, the chat room. We'd love to share it. You're listening to Thoughts Count Anywhere coming to you live from the Boulevard Mall, specifically from the uh, wonderful sports collectible store here in um, in the mall, Power Play Sports Collectibles, which, by the way, do you guys have the card about uh, signing that's happening? When do you guys share that? This Saturday, the Power Play Sports is going to have a sports card and collectible show headlined by the autograph guest of our 
Wonderful Golden Knights, Braden McNabb. Greatest name in hockey. He'll be here 4 to 6 p.m. Tickets are still on sale either at the store or online at powerplaysportscards.com. You did that wonderfully. That was, wow. I should have you come to one of the shows sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Electra, a new fan of ours. She just joined us here. She's watching us uh, in the chat room as well. Everybody that's watching, please reshare this direct to your wall so that everybody else can enjoy it on your friends list as well. So we want to know your favorite feud of all time, and where were you on September 11th, 18 years ago? Those are some of the things we want to get your thoughts on. And, of course, if you miss any part of the show, want to watch it or tell your friend about it, or you want to listen again to something that we're chatting about, where can they find our podcast, Mr. Matt? We are on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, about to be on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Spotify. Spotify. Which you said, right? Oh, I did say Spotify. Yep. We're on there twice now. SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. SoundCloud, did you say? SoundCloud also. Okay, and we're, are we still uploading the videos up to YouTube? Have that we got that I started yet? Working on. Okay, we have to create a channel, right? I can figure out how to save you Facebook videos. I'll show you. It's real simple. Oh, okay. It's real simple. You just hit the download. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you later. Right click, download. <laughs> work, work, works in progress. No, I'll show it to you. But eventually, There's about we'll to be technical difficulties. <laughs> Someone's going to get hit with this belt in a second. <laughs> just so it's not my right arm. You can use the left. You can do the left side, not the right side, and I would deserve it. Well, let me uh, mention Feud. You said that. I don't know how many people remember. It was not very long, but my first experience into pro wrestling was back in the early, to I'd say late 70s, early 80s, and Tommy Rich, Buzz Sawyer. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> deep cut, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Last Battle of Atlanta, for those who remember the Superstation and Georgia Championship oh, Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Vince, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gordon Soley. Oh, hey, something came, something came up on my newsfeed, which I think was a great rivalry back in the day. How about Larry Zabisco and uh, Bruno Sammartino? Oh yeah, remember that one? And I watched on television when Zabisco clobbered him with that chair and turned on him that night. Mm. That was that went on for a long time. That was a, that was a classic one. And, Very true. And Zabisco's whole profile changed after that. Mm. The main eventer right after that. Yeah, right away. So a good heel turn also elevates people to main event status, not just to change a character, which sometimes you have to do to get rid of the stagnation of their current character. Hogan who? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I think one of my... Hollywood. Well, I think one of my favorite feuds, it's, it's, you know, it's way more recent than the two you just uh, have brought up, but uh, they, they revisit every couple of years, but the matches are always... Like, even even the Saudi Arabia match, Mm -hmm. uh, which was supposed to be, like, the final nail in this rivalry... But uh, I've always really enjoyed when uh, Randy Orton and Triple H get together. Like they always. Like, oh yeah. They've always had really good from the from the end of uh, Evolution right. to the rise of Legacy to when Randy was just like punt kicking everybody. Mm-hmm. When he, I remember that one like where he had Triple H handcuffed to the ropes and he just plants one on Stephanie and then mm-hmm. he, you know <laughs> just the whole like they, they they just you know then like there was that like angle where Triple H went to Randy's house and like kicked the crap out of like all his furniture and just broke everything. I, I just want to give, give a quick shout-out to Jimmy Denning, who's currently watching us. He is one of the lead guys in a show here in town called The Tenors of Rock. So oh, if, yeah. you ha- if you haven't I've seen, seen that, that show, wonderful. yeah, I actually uh, have free tickets to that that I need to find in my house. <laughs> well, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing Jimmy and meeting him a few months back on mm-hmm. Twin Brothers, my other podcast, my other w- one of four podcasts now I'm involved with, uh, oh, which wow. is great. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So Jimmy, thank you for watching. Please reshare us, and uh, great to see you out there enjoying what we're doing. And I know you're a big fighter, MMA kind of guy. So I'd love to know what your favorite rivalry. Uh, rivalty, rivalry, <laughs> in the fighting world has been in the past, Jimmy. So shoot that into the uh, chat room if you would. Love to share that with our audience. Anyway, so and, and listen, want to thank everybody for tuning in. I mean, taking time out of their evening, no matter where you are across the country, because of the three-hour time change. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Anyway, um, feuds. That's what we want to know. Listen, st- was there anything better between it in the Attitude Era? Stone Cold and the Rock. Uh, Stone Cold and the Rock. Right? I mean, that, that has to rank up there. And I think one of the best matches was when Rock and Hogan, what was it, WrestleMania 18 or something, whatever it was? Yeah. yeah. When they had that, the crowd just didn't know which way to go. Icon and, versus Icon. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was tremendous. That was not really a feud, but just that match was just Yeah, you're right. Patrick, it was a, I mean, 
you just said, oh, we're going to put The Rock against uh, against Hulk Hogan. You didn't even need a feud there. You didn't even need a rivalry. People wanted to see that. They're like, it was literally the passing of the torch. And, you know, you, they could have given that match to Stone Cold. They could have given that match to Triple H. But, no, they, they tagged Rock and said, you are the guy. Right. In this icon versus icon. And then they did the same thing, you know, almost 10 years later with John Cena versus The Rock. It's literally the passing of torches. Right. Right, so, and I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing who will step up to take that torch from John Cena one day. I'll never I'll never forget that Fruity Pebbles had such a whole different meeting for me Pebbles. during that feud with Cena and Rock. Well, <laughs> you got a cereal deal out of that, it, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not just Bootios, but you would think, right? Crazy. Mm. Well, talking about feuds, I, I'm the old school type. One feud that got wrestling in the mainstream is Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and Jerry and Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Remember when he slapped him out of the chair on Letterman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for it, years, it breaks. was a work, and both characters kept it under wraps mm-hmm. until Mr. Kaufman passed away. Right. Jim Carrey was crazy. He lived Andy Kaufman oh, off camera. He full method on that. Crazy, crazy, you know, crazy good. I remember, like, Andy Kaufman was before my time, but I remember, like, growing up on stories of that guy, and I just, they, I love Andy Kaufman, like, everything he did. Like, right. he was so, so just danced to the beat of his own drum and didn't care what anybody else did. He was not trying to make people laugh. He was trying to get reactions out of people. And I've always thought that, you know, that's not a typical comedian, but that is definitely entertainment. You know. Well, when we talk about feuds... A lot of feuds that we talk about nowadays are, are very short-lived. Yeah. Uh, another feud that I enjoyed was Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard. No. Oh, wow. Forget about that one because it was in that other organization. <laughs> <laughs> the infamous I Quit match that right. never had an I Quit. Yeah. yeah. That was a great match. Hey, hey, The Rock and Mankind did that time. It was pre-recorded. I was just, I was just going to say, <laughs> I was seeing the same thing. Did they have that? Uh, one of my no. favorite feuds when I was like younger was... The NWO against Sting. Oh yeah. yeah, but then but then Sting had to go and join the NWO. I was like, ah. Everybody joined the NWO at one right? time. I that's think right. that's when I started really turning on the whole NWO. It's <laughs> like, well, really. They like, come out and there's like 30 freaking members. Like, oh great, them. Dennis Rodman's in the NWO. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, one other match I want to mention. A couple others, real quickly, and then we'll, we'll move on. Um, Nakamura and Miz. I mean, it it almost seems a little out. I understand the storyline and understand how they got there, but Nakamura was was dead and buried for months. We hadn't seen him on a couple of pay per views to even defend the Intercontinental Title, which is besmirching the title when well, you don't just, have that on there. Let's face it, he did just win it, and since he's won it, he's been more relevant. Um, but before he won it, I mean, he went from being in a useless tag team with Rusev to not being on TV to just showing up out of nowhere to win the IC Title and off of Finn Balor, and I thought that was. A great and having Sami Zayn out with him as his mouth, mm-hmm. I thought was a great pairing. But they seem to have gone away from that. Actually, they haven't gone yeah. away from. Him. He's still listed. As, Sammy's still listing, listed as being in uh, Nakamura's corner on all the promotional material. For okay. Him. When they when for they show Sunday. when they show the graphic for Sunday, you see Nakamura and you see Sami gotcha. Zayn like behind him like a mastermind. But I thought it was really interesting uh, the way they used Nakamura during that Andrade Miz match, mm-hmm. where uh, he was just on commentary and refusing to speak English, and you had Corey Graves attempt. Right. He's like. Like, oh, he just said, shut up, Saxton. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he didn't say. But you brought up another name that I'd love to know what's going on. Where the heck's Rusev? Um, Rusev's taking some time off. Uh, Just uh, Finn Balor's taking some time off. Well, Finn, we know. He got married, didn't he? Uh, Finn just got married. Yeah, congratulations, uh, uh, Mr. Fergal. (laughs) And he's joined the Bald Head head Club. Did you see that? Bald Head Club, yeah. Yes, he's joined my society now. (laughs) So (laughs) I've got now the great Finn Balor, part of my club out there. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right. So that's that one. Let me now. There's one other tag team match, and it's on the ladies' side, and then we can move on. Oh, we also our, don't forget the revival versus New Day. That's what. Yeah. Ne- never forget the revival. No, never gonna forget. Never gonna forget the revival. FTR does not stand for forget the revival. <laughs> what do you make of uh, uh, Bliss and Cross taking on Rose and Deville? Uh, I love Nikki Cross, and I love Alexa Bliss, and. As long as they're relevant in, in the spotlight, I have no problem with that. I, I see a turn with Alexa. Turning on, on, Nikki? Her, on Nikki. Uh, that, that I agree with. No. I, it's, it's time. It's time for that. It's not time. They're, Those they're two adorable. as a tag team just don't do it for me. Well, and look how much Bliss used Nikki. 
Absolutely. a little bit, you know, but during some of the matches. But they got their own shirts now. <laughs> <laughs> they got shirts with both of them on them. They got a little ragdoll Nikki next to the red doll. Alexa, I, w- I want that shirt. I, I think, I, you know what, of the four ladies that are in that match, I mean, we all know everybody's going to bring, you know, have their own style, but I think they're missing the boat on Sonya Deville. I think oh, no. she's long overdue for a little bit of a push, in my opinion. I, I don't think own. they're missing the boat on her at all. I think uh, I think she is poised to break away and do some amazing things, and especially break out of Mandy's shadow. But I think right now the tag, div- the, the 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 women's tag division is so weak right now. I like having Mandy and Sonya in there. Do you think the two of them though make the tag division stronger? Yes. Okay. I do. I, I'm just throwing it out there for a question. I, I so. don't want to see the two of them break up yet. Okay. I think they're one of the stronger teams in the division. There's not much of a division if you think about not it. Really. Yeah. So, not anymore. So I weaken that. There's what, like three, four teams maybe? Well, who's wearing the belts now? I don't even remember. Nikki Cross and Alexa. Oh, okay. I was just testing. <laughs> but we didn't notice that we spent more time talking about the women once again in WWE, and there are two matches or four matches. Well, there, there is one thing that, I, I mean – I know, Scott, you said earlier that the horsewomen are the ones carrying the brand and putting putting butts in seats right now. But I got to say, like, I was really refreshed by seeing that Bailey-Ember Moon match uh, on SmackDown because I'm not saying I'm sick of the horsewomen. I would like to see them move away from the horsewomen uh, in terms of the championship title because um, both titles are held by former horsewomen being comp- competed for by, by, by horsewomen. I'd like to see the title move out of that horsewomen circle, at least one of them, because I mean we do have former NXT women's champions in the mix. We have Oscar, we have Kyrie Sane, we have Ember Moon. These are women who can go and who are entertaining if they just had a chance to shine in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Vince or I'll say WWE know how to handle Oscar. Well, this is why I think having NXT as its own brand is going to be a good thing. Speaking of talented women, where's Naomi? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Naomi in, like, months. Ever since she was drafted, I think she's shown up, like, once, maybe? She hurt? Oh, we might have to. As far as I know, I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe she's helping Jimmy deal with his DUI problems. (laughs) Oh. Anyway. They could actually do a replacement if one of them never showed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Matt can fill the the (laughs) listeners in on that one. (laughs) Hey, a couple of quick shout-outs. My uh, co-host on Twin Brothers from Different Mothers, Neil Portnoy, is out in the chat room. Uh, And Bam Bam. If you guys like Flat Track Women's Roller Derby, have you ever seen Flat Track Women's Roller Derby? I actually used to date an OC roller girl when when I was back in Orange County. All right. Well, this Saturday night, the 14th at uh, 7 p.m., the Atomic Roller Girls will be in action, uh, and I have to pull it up. It starts at 7 o'clock. The location is down off of Okendo, and the name of the location is escaping me right at this second. Throw it in the chat room. Throw it in the and bam. Give me the, give me the name of the place again. I'm drawing a blank. It's down on Okendo, and I should have brought the flyer with me. Put um, yourself in our chat room. Yeah, well, she is. <laughs> she, <laughs> so, and bam, put the location there for me. I can't remember the name, so I'm, I'm blanking out on me here. So do that for me. I will be down there. And actually, I will be providing some mic commentary, so I'll be having fun uh, down at um, down at roller derby. So you're cheating yes, on you me with other commentary everywhere. teams. I, listen, listen. What can I tell you? But don't this is for the women. Don't talk to me. This is for the women. I like to do things for women too. Yeah, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> but you're here. That's <laughs> but you're here. Exactly. What does that say? What does I that say? I remember you and Vampiro doing some commentary. Hey. <laughs> Steve Nagel from New Jersey just joined in. So we, I'll tell you what, we got the country pretty much covered here from coast to coast Absolutely, tonight. and we thank him for listening. Absolutely. And uh, anyway, okay, so let's get off of that card. What's next on the horizon you guys want to talk about? We've got a lot going on. Oh, you know what? You talked about this before in the end. I don't mean to jump back. I apologize. We have been not talking about one performer that is scaring the daylights out of people. Uh, I think it's awesome. <laughs> so what, let's talk about that. I mean, what's... What's the end game with with Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend? Um, I don't know where Fiend. the end game is, but I think the sky's the limit for that character. I think mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for the for for Bray. Um, he, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say like somebody who's only wrestled one televised match in this persona, but that one televised match was just so unlike anything we've seen in the last you know five years. So unlike anything I've really seen in WWE. Well, if you think about it, it's the Sting character all over again. In a way, but just, I mean, 
It's like if Sting and Sin Bodhi had like a weird hybrid love child. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sin, if you're listening, do you have an illegitimate child that we are unaware right? of? That's right. That's With right. Mike Rotundo. Just the just just the way the way the Bray like Bray has totally become a whole new persona. And the way he was moving in the ring at SummerSlam against Balor, I mean, he was doing a lot of Sin Bodhi like things, which I loved. You know, it was it was it was entertaining, it was new, it was fresh. It was I think what WWE needs is they need something a little different um, but yet at the same time because Bray is so over they want to hot shot him right into that title scene right they could play off this if they do it right for another six months I'd rather than build it yeah Bully Ray was talking about keeping him actually off of TV for a while to build up that mystique, to build up when is he going to sure. strike next you know because there was talk mm-hmm. that maybe he was going to hit um, Stone Cold Monday yeah. Then it became talk. He put something out there on Twitter about maybe Orton because he was talking about rattlesnake skin or the Undertaker yeah. or the Undertaker. You know, uh, so I think keeping him in mystery is not a terrible idea for a long time in terms of when he's a f- going to perform in a ring other than just the sneak attacks. When we talk about him, Firefly Funhouse, does does that actually help his character or hurt his character? I, I think, think it, it hurts. Does. I think I, it hurts. I think it helps because I mean, I, I I'm really enjoying the Firefly Funhouse. I, I really am. It kind of gives him that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde approach to his yeah. character. Right? Yeah. yeah, true. I like the dichotomy, that, that whole duality of it, you know, the, the good Bray and bad Bray kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and I do think Firefly Funhouse helps because it gives him a mouth. You, you don't want to see him talking as the fiend. Right. The fiend is a creature of action, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I like the way he's playing the regular everyday Bray Wyatt character. Like, like. Oh, don't don't wake the fiend up. The fiend's right. a bad person. You know right. what? The fiend does bad things to bad people. Like, well, isn't that like Finn Balor and the demon? I mean, yeah, you have Finn, and then you have the demon. Yeah. You know? But but this is like the dark side of what Finn and the demon right. could be. Like Finn and the demon are both like obvious baby faces. Well, you know they're gonna play that off and when Finn comes back. Demon versus the fiend. At some point. Hey, yes. it's better than Demon versus Sister Abigail or whatever that <laughs> crap. God. Hey, Ambam, thank you for sharing. If you guys want to attend the Women's uh, Atomic Roller Girls uh, Flat Track Derby, it's called the Fallout Shelter. I knew it began with an F. I just couldn't figure out the rest of it. 3600 West Okendo. Doors open at 630. The bout will begin at 7. Tickets are available. Just go to the Atomic Roller Girls Facebook page. And again, that's at the Fallout Shelter this Saturday, 7 p.m. Thank you. I'm plugging everybody. Right. This is hey. show plugs. Hey, that's plugs what we count do. anywhere. We, We're anywhere. We like to support the community. If you got anything going on in the community, if you're in a band, we'll put you over. And we have some news coming up uh, soon. Once everything's official about Big BVW, Big Valley Wrestling is going to be doing a charity event coming up next month. Uh, we don't have all the details lined out yet, but you and I were just notified about yep. that. Mm-hmm. And it seems like BVW and you and I are going to be at uh, the Taco Fest event yeah. in November, the second and third. We're going to uh, be on commentary eating tacos. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to enter myself into the taco eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're about town. These guys are all over the place. Everybody's out there supporting uh, one another. Teresa, thank you for resharing the feed to your wall. We appreciate it. So things are just smoking along tight. That, the chat box, uh, you're welcome, man, Bam. We'll see you Saturday night. I love the, love the new hair color, by the way. Um, it's great that we can get out there and support other organizations and talk about them a little bit. Well, you we're, know? we're very pro Las Vegas, very pro city podcast. So like I said, we, we're, we're not just about wrestling here. We, we love the city and we want to. We want to always uh, put a spotlight on things going on in town because this is a fun town. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. There's going on over here. Right. Speaking of which, can I plug my other podcast on Saturday? Ah, go for it. All right. Saturdays, 12 noon. Twin brothers from different mothers, Neil Portnoy and I. Every Saturday, we talk about everything that there is to talk about, not only in Vegas, but around the world, except for two topics. No politics, no religion. So tune in 12 p.m. right here every Saturday and like our Facebook page, just like you're going to like this one. Thoughts count anywhere? Twin Brothers from Different Mothers. Check us out or come down to the gallery and sit in live with us, 1537 West Oakey. We love fans. Like, we love fans walking in. People walk yeah. by. We are now projecting this show not only in front of us here on a laptop, but courtesy of Scott and Powerplay Sports, there's a monitor that shoots out into the mall. So they're seeing the same thing you are. And it's great. People are stopping by and they're coming in and we're waving to them. They're talking to us. And it's great when the live people come in. I feel like I'm in radio doing a remote spot again. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's great when you're on site. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What's next on the on the agenda there? Well, real quick. Oh, well, wait, Fiend. I kind of well, cut into the yeah, Fiend. Well, I, more, I don't want him sneak attacking more, few more, few more thoughts on the Fiend. It's yes. like they, they want him to they want to hot shot him into the title picture for Hell in a Cell. I disagree with this. Um, one, I don't mind seeing the Fiend at Hell in a Cell. I think it's thematic. It's I want to see the Fiend in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, but I don't want him in the title picture because that kind of telegraphs 
um, where you're going to go at Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. On, on t- is, is Seth going to retain? Right. Because I think it would be an insult and a slap in the face to Braun Strowman to put Braun Strowman in a position where he can win the Universal title and then lose it a month later. Right. I, I think that's a slap in the face to Braun, especially all the hard work he's put in over the and past And worse yet to Bray, who we started with with the Wyatt family. Yeah, I think, I think it really damaged Braun Strowman most of all. You know, if Seth Rollins retains and then loses the belt at Hell in the Cell to, to The Fiend, that's fine. But at the same time, you wonder, what kind of champion would The Fiend be? Would he be showing the belt every week? Would he, would he be? I don't want The Fiend as a champion. Yeah. So, you know, some of the greatest WWE superstars have Never gone, had their, a belt. gone their entire career. Roddy Piper went his entire career the with, best. without a belt. Dusty Rhodes never had a belt in WWF. You know, you don't need a belt to make a good character. And I think Bray is so far over right now. He doesn't need to be in the title picture. I want to see Braun Strowman win on Sunday, and I don't want to see him drop it a month later. Drop it a month later. So if that happens, then what happens with Seth? Where do they go with Seth next? You know, Seth, Seth will always land on his feet. Seth is unbelievably over right now as well. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever storyline they give him, I think. Maybe he goes to Raw next against Kofi if he retains, you know, it, it, next month when they get on uh, SmackDown on well, Fox. Well, see, this this is another thing is like Kofi Mania has it has it run out of steam yet. Do you see Randy Orton winning on Sunday? Like because eventually we know all champion reigns have to end. Sure. When is it a good time to say, OK, Kofi's been champion long enough. He's had a good run. It's been a respectable run. He's had a few really good title defenses. When when is it OK for Kofi to drop the belt and not piss everybody off. Can we look at the uh, sales of T-shirts? Yeah, we can look at the T-shirt sales. That's I mean, where, where, where it ends. Yeah. Because he was getting a good response at MSG. Oh, yeah, he was. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kofi's so. still... I mean, and the fact that they recreated the, the table spot from 10 years ago, I, mm-hmm. thought, it was, I thought it was... That was great. pretty cool. I thought it was going to be reverse. I thought Randy Orton was going to put Kofi through a table. And the fact that they let... But see, that also leaves me very, very scared for Sunday because usually on the go-home show... If the baby face gets one over on the heel on the go home show, usually the heel's going to win the belt on the on the on the pay per view. I think we're going to have a new champion solely because of the Fox deal. Once they seem to like switch networks, they go with a safe champion that know they can deliver. And what better champion than Randy Orton? Now, if Kofi- everybody knows who he is, he always has good matches. No, got well, great I, promos. I wouldn't say always has good matches. Uh, but there was a yeah. Ask Brock Lesnar. Basically, when 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 Randy was an Orton's fault. When Randy's a babyface, Randy really likes to phone it in. Like I said last week, he's a natural heel. He's just well, not a nice family was heels. It's in yeah, his blood. It's in his blood. It's in just his like Charlotte. Out. We talked about that earlier. True. I mean, Charlotte's a heel. Yeah. Triple H, I, I, unless he's with DX, I don't buy him as babyface at all. Right. And you can see the difference when he's out there with Shawn Michaels and they're doing the DX thing to yeah. what, what he does normally as the game. Um, but that, that's, a, that's yeah. a great point. I, I don't buy Randy Orton as a babyface ever. Uh, I don't buy Charlotte as a babyface ever. You know, just some people are like, even heel Bailey, it's going to be really, really hard to stomach because it's like, how are they going to use her that way? Right. Like, I some, can't stand Bailey in general, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a hugger. Go away. <laughs> I heard she's actually not a nice person backstage. I really? I heard she's very much a perfectionist. And like, can we trade her for a certain like impact women? Who could that be? Wrestler. Could the only be? person on that Tessa. <laughs> that product that actually carries the product. Wow. Hey, yeah. Fox is. Sti- I, I, I know you're not talking about Ty Valkyrie, right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? If if I could cherry pick any. Woman from the Impact roster not named Tessa Blanchard. I would I would want Rosemary. Mm. I think I think the stuff Rosemary's doing. She's basically like female Undertaker, female Bray Wyatt. Like, and I I, I, I like her gimmick. I like her character. She's one of the only things about Impact. I uh, take Sue Young. Yeah. I'll take AJ Lee if she should ever come back. No, <laughs> sorry, I, I digress. Well, we're speaking of Impact. We have a so-called girlfriend i guess girlfriend it's out there it's out there in the public who's at the uh performance center that being scarlet oh yeah congratulations to scarlet bordeaux Ooh. hope that tryout went a whole lot i hope it went great mm-hmm. she's got the look is that connected to somebody else we know possibly <laughs> i think that I, I don't know i think when she was released that might have been a little reaction 
Right. Absolutely. That was so. a slap in the face to somebody not realizing the fan base and the fact that they have nobody but Tessa on their card. That's exactly. Drives. All right. Last question. As they make the move to Fox, there was talk about changing up some of the commentary teams and Renee Young maybe pulled off raw to just host the studio show, things like that. What kind of shakeup you want to see in commentary? I, I'll be personally, I'm tired of seeing Corey Graves on both, but I think that's one of the things Fox is changing. Mm-hmm. They, they want commentary specific to a brand. They don't want, somebody like that back and forth see i like the heel face dynamic on commentary so if they do take Corey graves off of smackdown and just make him raw exclusive who would you put in that spot because i i can tell you one thing if it's just byron byron saxon and tom phillips no that's a boring combination yeah no i I agree with that that. i I agree with that um who could you put in there from a heel perspective i mean nigel mcginnis is great but i like him on nxt with morrow right right absolutely what about adam pierce is he a name, though, that people would, would want to listen to on a commentary position? I don't know. Coachman? He's still around, Jonathan Coachman. Coachman is still – he's still uh, – but Coachman does a lot of stuff with uh, ESPN still, so it's – I mean, he kind of straddles he's super But he's a face on ESPN. Does Fox utilize that? Right, That's right. That's true. You talk about mainstream, mainstream connection there, mainstream rollover. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> I mean, do you think they're going to bring in somebody from the outside? Because I heard there was rumors a few months ago of Daniel Cormier – doing commentary for uh, an MMA guy yeah an MMA guy, but you know well Joe Rogan who was a comedian by trade is I love covered <laughs> covered MMA so so who knows um, I love Joe Rogan. interesting question that interesting question awesome. about that so all right let's get off a of raw and smackdown what else we got how, how are those impact tapings uh, guys I know you guys went Matt I'll let you start <laughs> oh, dear lord how many people saw an aviators game to actually get in the door there they took chairs out of the arena. Wow. Half the stands or risers, whatever you want to call them, were blackened out or Jeez. covered up. Um, the matches, I personally sat there and was bored until, uh, you know, TJ Perkins came out, had a great match. I hate the gimmick he's got with Fallabala. Daba daba daba. Exactly. <laughs> but Congo Crush. You, you could tell the crowd was waiting for Killer Cross to come out. Yeah. Being in Las Vegas, right what a bad move that was, including not selling the t shirts out front. Um, but the crowd waited for Tessa. That's exactly what happened. And when they actually put a battle royal before her match. Jeez. Wow. That's not good. That's a good plan. You tell me your thoughts. I mean, impact, in my opinion, is a dead issue. I don't know how they're still in business, honestly. You bring Johnny Swinger in, who's mid-40s. Granted, great shape. Nobody knows him anymore from his WCW days. And they give him a prime spot, put him on commentary. What are you thinking? When it started off with that yellow dog, like, peeing on the guy. And And humping the ref... At the end of wait, the match. Wait, 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 what? I knew it was going to be bad yes. wait, wait, right there, from the start. There was a yellow dog, ears, floppy ears, tail. <laughs> like, like Pluto? Absolutely. Pretty much. And at the end of the match, he humped the leg of the referee. Was it a real dog or a guy in costume? Yeah, it was a, the match was a real dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It was funny. As soon as Tessa wrestled, you watched like half the 150 people leave. Right off the bat. Wow. Another name that's in the indie scene and Lucha Underground, Willie Mack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Willie Here Mack. in Vegas. Las Vegas. Right. Halfway through, well, after Tessa's match, I left, and Willie was sitting at the Subway eating dinner with his lovely uh, significant other. Jeez. Was, uh, was Brian Cage there? <laughs> uh, Brian Cage. He's, he's my buddy. I like Brian Cage. <laughs> Actually, a huge fan of his. Uh, Brian Cage will not be invited back to uh, Lucha Expo. Okay. Because of incidents there, you will never see him in my store because of incidents here. <laughs> we Ooh. will continue on. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, I feel bad for him because of his injury, but he can't work anymore. He needs surgery. And for his sake, or I should say his children's sake, stop taking the bumps. But uh, but he is still Impact Champion, though, yes? Until the next match, because he's got to drop the belt. Okay. I mean, Speaking of Cage and Melissa... They had, like, that wedding reception thing for them. Every fan in there knew they got married, like, six months ago, so everyone was just grumbling about how stupid it was. I can't believe that was the main event of a taping. Well, uh, what, what about that chant you were telling me about? Free Killer Cross? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny. They were trying to get everybody to cheer This Is Impact, 
and there was a counter chant of free killer cross that was <laughs> well, 10 times louder <laughs> you so do they had to do this impact chant for like 20 minutes Jeez. to get it on stupid tv you wow. do know how serious they take it with josh matthews is watching the football game versus the monitor and doing color commentary. Oh, no. And Matt can verify that because no. we sat right behind him. So that's how serious they take their work. Oh, man. Wow. That's bad. That's bad enough. We just kept yelling, what's the score? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to remind everybody, you know, thank you for watching. You notice on our table, there's a couple of wrestling things. You've got a beautiful WWE replica of uh, AJ Styles' belt. And it is autographed, is it not? Yes. Right? I'm looking at it right now. And in front of Johnny, we have a... Uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Su I actually saw him lose his belt to Bob Backlund in 1976 in the garden. Oh, wow. And in front of me is Steve Williams. So these are just some things when you come down here to Power Play Sports Collections mm -hmm. that, if, being the wrestling fans that are out there, got to come down and check it out. Signed autographs. you got things like this. Got to come down and check out. And hanging on the back wall is a Diva Championship, right? A Women's Championship. No, the, is that the Raw? That's the Raw Women's Championship. The Raw Women's Championship. Uh, is that signed? That is not, but no. I'm sure Johnny's going to like grab it and run it around the it, store. I was going to say, I, I could if sign it. If I ever it. meet Alexa Bliss, I'm going to get her to sign it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's hot Alexa for Alexa. Bliss autographs in here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have the sold. largest collection in the West Coast of wrestling autograph memorabilia. We've there got you go. about a 500 trading cards and a, probably about 1,000 photos. Yeah, if you come down to a live taping here, you, we usually give away a free grab bag. So That's yep. right. And Chief over there got his free grab bag. It had, uh, what, two or three Hall of Famers in it, oh, including yeah, Jake, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake was in there. Uh, Just for showing up. Vampiro was in there. You said Hall of Famers? Hall oh, of Famers. I, oh, my I, goodness. I wasn't just naming Hall of Famers. I was Okay. <laughs> God love Vampiro. I, Ian, love you. Well, if you want to watch or see what else is available, you can just go to their website, of course, at www.powerplaysportscards.com. Look them up on Facebook, Power Play Sports Cards. On Facebook, you see what else is going on. Or, like Matt said earlier, come down here this weekend, right? We have uh, Braden McNabb coming down for a signing here, courtesy of Power Play, right here in the mall. 50 different vendors selling cards to toys. Everything you want to probably find in sports cards. And, and didn't know you needed. And toys. And yes. right here. So, I, I noticed we're running a little low on time. Did we want to talk about Ric Flair? Yes, let's do that. By the way, David Arlov, thank you for joining. Best photographer in Las Vegas. Ric Flair. I, I don't really know how to read it. To now. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> suing the WWE for Becky Lynch using the man. I don't know. I think that's a little petty in my opinion. I mean, he's just signed a big deal with Adidas that now he wants to bury Nike, right? So That'll, no, that won't happen. No, I mean. <sighs> it's some kind of money grab. I was just what I was thinking. It's, it's, it's definitely a money grab, um, but. I don't think either party is handling it well. I, I don't think WWE is handling it well, and I don't think Ric Flair is handling it really well. I think this is going to be like Sony versus Disney take two almost. It's, it's a hard position for Charlotte to be in. Would you not agree, guys? It's a very hard position for Charlotte to be so in. She's pretty mad at her dad for mm -hmm. doing all this. Well, it's, I mean, you have a gimmick that's really over, and, I mean, if you think about it, his connection to Becky's character is minimal. It's fringe at best. I mean, yeah... The whole to beat the man, you gotta, you know, to be the man, you gotta beat the man kind of inspired that whole gimmick. But Becky's kind of made it her own and run with it, you know. And I think, like, if Rick, if Rick had a problem with it, he should have said something when it started last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's, it's, I think he's just getting some bad advice from somebody, whether it's a financial planner or a manager or something. I don't know who Rick Flair's getting this advice from, but I mean, his statement that he came out with was just so ludicrous where he's saying, Oh, well, you know, when I was in the hospital and almost died, you know, almost two years ago, which was a big scare for all of us as fans, sure, too. Sure, Um, But he's like, you know, I just realized I need to leave a nest egg to provide for my family. I'm like, you're one of the richest, most well-known, recognizable. Not after five divorces. <laughs> oh, not after those divorces. No, okay, uh, understandable. But, the, I mean, the thing is, he can still get sponsorships like the Adidas thing. You know, he can still go out there and make money even at his age. He doesn't need Vince's money, and he doesn't need to do this. I think Charlotte has her own nest egg by now. You know, yeah, and Charlotte can take care of Dad, you know. I mean, come on, they're living on dual income if you count Andrade's. <laughs> I honestly don't uh, have an... Uh, the man gimmick, every hardcore wrestling fan knows where that came from. Yeah. But the kids nowadays are buying it from Becky. Because how many of the kids in the stands remember Ric Flair at Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic? They don't. They the don't. long not the hair. Yeah, not the current no, audience. No. 
Not the current. We're not the current audience. Well, I mean, if you sure. think about it, what if uh, what if what if Billy Graham sued Hulk Hogan? You know, I got Billy Graham right in front of me here. What if I, I'm sure he is right now. He's suing everyone for what for, uh, for what on what pretense? It's straight up gimmick infringements. You can't tell me that Hulk like Hulk Hogan, the Listen Up Brother, was not superstar Billy Graham. All right, the phrase maybe, but he didn't use it as like the man as a title. Like like Becky's doing. I mean, like, like everything from the bleach brawn to the handlebar mustache. That was superstar Billy Graham. But then there's Buddy Rogers. Yeah. The, and then there's Buddy Lendell. I can't oh, even. That's true. How many actual nature boys are out there? Exactly. Could, could, wrestling has been known for stealing everyone's gimmick. So if anybody in wrestling thinks they own their own gimmick, we have a wrestler here that thinks he owns his own gimmicks. Uh, but every, <laughs> every move, every namesake every gimmick has been used before don't think you're special right yeah, i mean like that's like that's like having like broseph joe brody shout out to aj if you're listening it's like having broseph joe brody sue matt riddle for using the word bro <laughs> i mean like come on well you mentioned bray and i mentioned sting yeah it, it, it flies back to that by the way i think it's going to end up being bray and matt hardy's last run yeah, yeah. Hardy, I think his he he looks great in some of the pictures he posted physically. But we haven't seen him in a ring yet. No, exactly. But those two together could be a classic. Absolutely. Oh my God! If they brought the fiend in with with Broken Matt Hardy, like oh, oh my oh man. Hey, listen, I just wanted to let everybody know that if you'd like to be part of the show and you'd like to be an advertiser or sponsor supporter, so we can share your messages out there, uh, we have openings really coming. Well, starting in October. And prices are very affordable to get your message out in front of hundreds of people within one hour. Not to mention with all the platforms that we have for people to hear forever and ever ongoing on um, podcasts. So, if you're interested, drop an email. Matt, what's the email we want to send people to? Dotscountanywherepodcast at gmail.com. There you go. So, if you're interested, just for talk, just for chat, see what's available. Worldwide audience, wrestling fanatics and beyond. Let us help spread your message. Uh, of what you have to go on uh, out there. So contact us through that email, and we'll reach back to you. I'm, I'm just thinking about what if Broken Matt Hardy showed up on, ep- on an episode of Firefly Funhouse. How, Ooh, how awesome that'd would that be? That would be great. That would be. WWE writers, did you hear anything? Right, right, exactly. And then you had Willow to the package at some point. Oh, yeah, or Brother Nero. Or Brother <laughs> Nero, yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. We, we should have the pencil in our hands, by the way. Right. So I, I heard, change it an hour I, before I heard, the show. I heard anyway. they're trying to shake up creative. Maybe we should uh, throw our hats in the arena. So I was going to say, send in a couple of resumes. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, maybe they're looking for a new heel commentator. There you go. There you go. Or brand new commentators for that matter. I mean, they're shaking everything up. Right. All right, guys. Like, like Johnny said, we are kind of coming around the clubhouse tourney. We only have a couple of minutes left in our in our hour. Again, we want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, final thoughts on anything, right? Thoughts count anywhere. Could be anything you want to throw a thought out on. What do you think? Um, Antonio Brown's a piece of crap, and I'm glad he's not going to be affiliated with our city. There you go. All right. There you go. Little thoughts on AB, which I can't disagree with. Matt, how about you, sir? Any final thoughts on anything? Anything across the board? The one new story that kind of caught me off guard was a TJP and Bellator. I didn't even know he was like. Wait, is TJP an MMA fighter? I didn't he's, know this. Yeah. He signed a contract, right? He's in like contract negotiations. He was going to take a fight, but he said it was like too. Soon of a notice. But CM Punk needs something to do? <laughs> to lose again? Yeah, Maybe really. He's opponent of all time. Yeah, really. Maybe TJP's <laughs> looking to fight CM Punk. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, but that, that's UFC versus Bellator. Oh, well, I know. Well, but you can have dream matches. According to Dana White, he ain't under contract anymore. Oh, well. Who's that, Punk? Punk. <laughs> Maybe he got released because he was terrible. <laughs> never say never. never. Well, he only fought, what, two times in like five years or something? I mean, he only had a couple of a couple of fights, a couple of battles. He got his ass kicked in yeah. both of them. Yeah, exactly. Did you see his face after the last one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, didn't, he did not look good at all to he say the very like least. He looked like Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> because he was grimacing throughout the match, throughout the bout, too, for crying out loud. Man. S- Scott, final thoughts. Sir. Final thoughts once again. Thank you all first responders out there. And for the Las Vegas crowd, it's getting ready. Go Knights, go! There you go. Yeah. It's coming around, coming around the turn. They're they're in. Uh, they're practicing now, right? Practice has started. Practice starts. Hey, could you imagine coming to Las Vegas, coming to a casino on the Strip that has absolutely nothing to do with gambling, but has a th- but has a theme that's health related? Did you guys see this new casino that's being planned on the Strip? Yeah, I say six months over under. Wait, 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 no, what, what is this? Well, what they're doing? It's think of a really big health spa. 
Okay. All right. Nutritionists and saunas and salt rooms. No gaming, no gambling. So it's a resort. Basically, but it's it's the, the entire theme though is geared towards health consciousness. You know, healthy foods, nutrition, spas, gyms, the whole thing. It's a new. It's on my Facebook page if you want to check it out. But that's the newest. The Silver Slipper went bankrupt because they went away from smoking. <laughs> well, but but you, I think we'd all have to admit though the health craze of some people today in a niche. It is a niche. True. I mean, Very there's, true. There's a lot more now that's that's so health conscious. No smoking in the casino, which a lot of them have adopted anyway. Who knows? I mean, might take. a good idea to open this weekend since the Olympia is going to be in I town. I heard that the that the Olympia. Uh, uh, Posing stuff is in town, so it'd be interesting. That's I don't know cool if that would. I, I just. Don't, I don't know if that would work on the strip. I mean, location, location, location. I'm trying to think where they said. I think it was going to be. Um, I want to say it was somewhere near, like the convention, not the convention center, like the re- where the real was. Kind of, there's some open land somewhere back there. Is that the one that's like across the street from the Palms that they're starting to build? Well, that's off the strip. I don't know. I, I think uh, they said it was going to be on it, the strip. It was on the strip yeah. also. I'm thinking oh, it's gosh. more towards, um, we'll call it the old SLS because they had to go there back to go. the Sahara. Back to the Sahara. There you go. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be up in that way. And, of course, right behind all that, by the link area, they're still building that MSG, Madison Square Garden-related uh, uh, theater. Mm. So it's going to be uh, basically like MSG West. So it's, gonna, okay. it's designed for concerts primarily. No, no sports yet. But it's, uh, it's basically being designed for a lot of entertainment um, locations. Just what Vegas needs, another concert. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we don't have enough here. Like, corners uh, like corners on Fremont Street aren't enough for people to perform in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and and I'm, you're yeah. for performing on Fremont, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, I, I think, I think uh, Matt, we're just about done. Matt's got his little circle revol- re- reserved. <laughs> what happens in the circle stays in the circle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, you, don't tell me you're the guy out there in just the baby diaper and the, the shower net. Oh, my like, gosh. Pictures are going happen. That's Cupid? My goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. So next time you join us next week at this time, we're going to be talking about the fallout of Clash of Champions and what's going to go on after uh, Monday, and, uh, Monday and Tuesday on Raw and SmackDown afterwards. And then after that week or two weeks later, oh, no, I think NXT makes its debut next Wednesday. Yeah, while we're on yep. the air. I believe NXT will make its appearance. So we'll have that show to talk about the following week. Just go to our Facebook page. Thoughts count anywhere on Facebook. And we're going to be posting news, thoughts, comments, ideas. We want to hear from you about you, what like you hear us talk about. Right? Maybe if there's a question or stuff, we'd love to air it. Perhaps, Mr. Power Play Sports, if somebody posts a question on our Facebook page and we actually use it on air, perhaps maybe we can get them a little something, something. Absolutely. All right. So there you go. So there's a little contest. Post a question out on our Facebook page. And if we use it on the air, then you will get a little something here from Power Play Sports. So we have it right here from the owner. So, you know, you can always go back to this as proof that he said it. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Shall we do it? All right. So yeah, let's get out of here. For the four thoughtsmen. <laughs> I love that. For Johnny, <laughs> for Matt, for Scott and myself, I'm Aaron. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week right here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. Have a great week. I like that one.